Let's go to our next guest. And it's not exactly a happy one because there's a worry that load shedding might be affecting South Africa's swimming preparations ahead of the Commonwealth Games. We're joined by Tux Swimming Club head coach Rocco Mayrung. Rocco, tell us why load shedding would affect our preparations. Hi, John. Uh, well, the simple fact is that we heat our pools with, uh, elect- with electricity. And um, for every stage that uh, is imposed on us, we lose approximately one, um, uh, one degree Celsius of temperature. And as we're getting into winter and it gets colder, uh, <laughs> right. we, we, are, we need to do more quality training because we are preparing for the international competitions at the end of July. And if you do more quality training, the athletes need to rest more between the, between the repeats. And they are in the water, and if the water is cold, their bodies cool down too much, and they can't do quality, quality training. Right. Okay. So, it, what what sort of temperature is a pool? I know I always knew it was heated. Is it? Yeah. It, what what temperature is it? First of all. Um, the optimal temperature to prepare them in in our winter up up in Pretoria would be around 27 degrees, between 26 sure. and a half and 27 and a half degrees. And, and um, it's a very big pool. I imagine it takes a lot of electricity to keep that warm. It's a very big pool. There are up to 70 to 80 swimmers in a training session. Hmm. Uh, at, at Tux at the moment, we are preparing over 30 swimmers for the different international competitions that are happening between the middle of June and the middle of August. So they all made national teams, junior teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the load shedding, the other problem with load shedding is that uh, if it's at the wrong time, uh, anything after 5.30, the lights don't work. So what we've right. resorted to is uh, we've resorted to pulling the cars into the facility and parking <laughs> the cars around the pool and then switching the lights on and keeping the cars switched on to uh, to finish our training sessions otherwise we're training in pitch darkness wow and and yet you still have uh, tatiana schoonmaker record holder kayleen corbett is there peter kutsia these are world-class swimmers and you're having to do it in that sort of quality there are four four olympians training at the moment that uh, with us last week we were five so mm. we have uh, also got erin gallagher She's also a student at the university, also went to Tokyo. She's an African record holder. And uh, Matthew Sykes trained for two weeks in Pretoria. So it is a, it is a, a really big problem. You know, it's, it, I think it's a lot bigger than what people actually realize. And I'm sure in mm-hmm. other sports, you sit with a similar, similar problem and a normal generator does not give you enough, enough power. So last year... Uh, when we were in a similar situation, the university, they, um, they hired an uh, industrial generator to help Tatiana and Kayleen and Peter prepare. And that was 200,000 200, rand per month just for the rental. Wow. Then you haven't switched that generator on yet. Yeah. So, uh, and you got to buy diesel for the thing now. Yeah. The university must have spent half a million, half a million in June and July to prepare Tatiana. And the others for Tokyo. 
Okay, so and and this is where we we've got a lot to talk about uh, in this because uh, Rocker Mayring not only is the pool cold and you're having to swim in the dark and winter's coming around the corner now as well, but you would like to send these swimmers off for international competitions, but there's no money for that, is there? There's no money, so this year's World Championships is um, a self-funded trip, so um, uh, we've declined going uh, just partly because of costs. Uh, so we are only focusing on um, on Commonwealth Games. And, uh, you know, something like that, Johanna's got two gold medals to defend. So uh, it is a, it, it, it's a, I, 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 it's a bigger problem. That, what I can't understand is that our authorities higher up in sports, I don't know. They either turn a blind eye or they don't realize how big the problem is. It's as though, mm. you know, I'm moaning and, 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 and whining about this for the last two or three years, but uh, I think people are so tired of my moaning that they just don't. <laughs> the problem is not me. The problem is nothing's being done about it. That's yeah. the problem. What's it like, Rocco, when your athletes, the ones that you are training day in and day out in these difficult circumstances, when they come back with a medal and everybody, they're the heroes, and yeah, it's fantastic, and they, they get on the front page of newspapers and magazines, and then you know, for, for another two years, they disappear? Uh, it's nice. I'm sure it's nice for them to be recognized. You know, make no mistake. They... They, they, they. Uh, it's not as though they don't appreciate that. But the, oh. the thing that is a problem in South African sport for me, I can't speak on their behalf, but for me as a coach, is we spend hundreds of thousands on functions, on prize givings, and all sorts of functions, but the basics we don't spend the money on, and nobody says anything. And if you do mind about it, then uh, you get victimized. Unfortunately, to old, I don't care what they do to me. But it's terrible that we spend hundreds of thousands on functions and food and dignitaries, but the basics. We have to resort to pulling cars around the swimming pool. Mm. We have lights with five Olympians in that pool to finish a training session in the most critical time of training. That, to me, is criminal. And I guess the future of the sport is also in the balance because if you, you you obviously need money to be able to bring in new talent. And if the new talent are looking at this again, well, it's a cold swimming pool and I've got a train around the cars and I forget that, I'm going to go play football. I don't blame them. I don't, I don't blame them. You know, uh, we, we train, we train 5, 5.30 in the mornings. We mm -hmm. train 5.30 at night because there are students. Mm -hmm. We need lights. We need warm water. It's less than nine degrees Celsius outside. It gets colder. You know, those are those are basics. And again, I'm, I'm sure the other sports are sitting in similar similar situations. And I just saw an article that um, the CEO of ESCOM said uh, load shedding should not be the new norm. It should not be something that we accept. And I agree with it. But in the interim. You know, there should be there should be measures taken to at least help the South African uh, uh, athletes from summer sports 
that are preparing for the European Northern Hemisphere Summer International Competitions. There must be. Mm. But the problem is nobody ever asks us. So when we come back with, with medals, etc., there's nobody that comes and says, what can we do to help so that we can continue with this or improve on this? That question is never asked, which is a pity. That should be the question. Mm. So you, you would imagine they would go, all right, we're struggling here. Can we send you to a training camp in England somewhere? I'm sure there would right. be a varsity that would accept you and go, you guys can be based here for six months. Exactly. So a lot of the athletes okay. that, are, that are more, you know, that have got professional sponsorships and so on, Tatiana's the only one, the other four don't. Mm, mm. So, uh, you know, somebody's got to pay for them and for me and for the physio and for the sports scientist to go and train in Italy. They can't afford it. So, uh, and I, we yeah. can't all just uh, uh, depend on Tatiana to take us because it's too expensive. <laughs> mm, mm. Okay, so do you see, uh, the, the, the article I've seen in front of me is it, it, it could impact the results of South African swimmers. Do you see them not being able to perform as well as is expected at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham? Um, you know, we are brought up in South Africa not to complain. We've got to suck it up and, and, and mark a plot. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm of the same mold. But um, in reality, yes. So in reality, if you start having to cancel training sessions or you have to start shortening training sessions to be finished in time so that it's not completely mm. dark, etc., Yes, it's compromised. And you're competing against other countries that uh, the word compromise just does not exist. Mm. They will throw whatever they have uh, for the performance. And there's a, there's a, the, the answer is between that. The answer is between being tough and learning how to cope. And, uh, but when the fundamentals are being compromised, it doesn't take rocket science to realize you're fighting mm. with one hand behind your back. Rocco, thank you very much for talking to us. Good luck with your training. Hopefully things come right. But yeah, uh, 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 listen to what you said. And we shouldn't allow load shedding to be the norm. But yeah, it kind of is at the moment, isn't it? Thank you very much. Good luck. Rocco Mehring is the Tux Swimming Club head coach. He's looking after, uh, well, Commonwealth Games and Olympians. And as you heard, having to swim in a cold pool or a cooler pool with car lights so they can finish their training. It makes no sense. But when they come back with gold medals, who's the first in line to welcome the athletes back? First in line. They'll be there. Welcome back. Look what we've done as the department. We've done such good work. It's those men and women that work at ridiculous hours of the morning that get featured on this show that make the difference. You know what they say, fam?